Psalm 107, verses 1 through 3, 19 through 22. Thank the Lord because he is good. The love continues forever. That is what the people of the Lord have saved, should say. They are the ones he has saved from the enemy. He has gathered them from other hands, from other lands, from east and west and north and south. In their misery, they cried out to the Lord, and he saved them from their troubles. God gave the command and healed them, so they were saved from dying. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his love and for the miracles he does for the people. Let them offer sacrifices to thank him. With joy they should tell what he has done. Ephesians chapter 2, 4 through 10. But God's mercy is great, and he loved us very much. We were spiritually dead because of the things we did wrong against God. But God gave us a new life with Christ. You have been saved by God's grace, and he raised us up with Christ and gave us a seat with him in the heavens. He did this for those of us who are, who are Christ and Jesus. He did this so, so that for all future time he could show the very great riches of his grace. He shows that, he shows that grace by being kind to us in Christ Jesus. I mean that you have have been saved by grace because you believe you did not say you are saved are saved by the work you have done. God God has made us what what we what we are. Christ in Christ Jesus God made us new people so that we could do good works. It, God had planned in our advance yeah. those good works for us. He had planned for us lives doing them. World be the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I invite you to stand as you are able for the reading of the gospel. For God loved the world. So much that he gave his only son. God gave his son so who that so that whoever believes in him may not be lost, but have eternal life. God did not send his son in, in into the world the, to judge the world guilty, but save the the Lord the world through who does not believe has already been. He who believes in God the Son is not judged guilty because he has not believed and has already been judged guilty because he has not believed in God the only Son. People are judged by this. Men do not want life. I mean, fact. I am the light from from the God that come into the world, but men do not want light. They 
they wanted shadows because they were not doing evil things. Everyone does evil hate. The light, he will not come the light, to the light because it will show all the evil things he has done. But he who follows the true way comes to the light, then the light will show that things that were were done through God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated, and I invite all of our young and young at heart to come forward for the children's message.
Holy Spirit gives us faith. That's the big thing the Holy Spirit gives us. So God the Father gives us love and grace and mercy. And Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And the Holy Spirit gives us faith. Well, I, I'm going to, before you go, I have, we're going to say a prayer, but I have a little bracelet for you. And you can choose which color you want. And it has a shamrock on it to remind you of what? Of three things. Can anybody remember what those three are? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's right. And that's called the Trinity. So let's put our hands together and say a little prayer. Dear God. Thank you for giving. Thank you for giving your only son. Your only son who died on the cross. Who died on the cross to forgive our sins. To forgive our sins. Thank you for. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit and the faith that we have. And the faith that we have in you. In you. Amen. Amen. Okay. big fan of the word saved, or how that word tends to get used by well-meaning people of faith, and it's all over our readings today. I think part of the reason I'm not a fan is because of how the idea of being saved can sometimes become a way we create differences between each other. We have an inside and an outside, a saved and then a not saved. For me, it drums up difficult memories of a fundamentalist Bible camp I went to as a preteen and all the damage that week did to my faith as a young person. Saved language also comes out of traditions that are very different from my own, and the way that language is used around faith is often very different than the way I would use it. And maybe when it really comes down to it, I don't like the word saved because of my own failure. Because of the first three things I think of that come to my mind when I hear the word saved, Jesus is number four. My first thought when I hear the word saved is I wonder if this person has seen the 2004 movie starring Jenna Malone and Mandy Moore by the title <laughs> Saved. Saved is about a young girl in a fundamentalist Christian school who, because of her situation, is an outcast from her fellow Christian friends and instead hangs out with the other school outcasts. I probably think of this first because it was one of my favorite movies as an atheist teenager learning for the first time that other people also sometimes struggle with faith and with people of faith. When Saved came out, I was in high school dealing with family who didn't understand why I didn't believe in God, and they didn't want to accept my lack of beliefs, so I heard a lot of that saved language, and there was a lot of guilt, a lot of shame, and yes, love, but it didn't feel very loving. I felt judged, I felt like I was on the outside, and I felt really alone. And the movie Save always made me laugh because the characters were extreme, extreme versions of people I knew. It gave me permission to find some humor in the loneliness I felt outside of the church. 
And that movie, or that memory of being alone and feeling unloved or on the outside, those also might be ways other people are experiencing the word saved. And it might be hard to admit, but if it were really up to us, I wonder if we would choose the light. In our Gospel reading from John, Jesus is telling a man named Nicodemus about being saved. He talks about shadows and light, and that the shadows are hard to escape on our own. When we're lost in the shadows of our own brokenness, it's really hard to see a way out. It's really hard to see ourselves as needing love and grace when we are facing judgment and shame. And when we're hidden behind our own shadows of brokenness and pain, sometimes it's even harder to think that the sort of love and grace Jesus talks about really exists for us. How could we even have the kind of love and grace that God gives us? How can we be saved? The writer of Ephesians reminds us that part of it is that we're not the ones doing the saving in the first place. That it's not about us, quote, getting saved on our own or by someone else coming in like we might see happen in a movie, but about what God is doing in us and through us. The second question that comes to mind when I hear the word saved is what are we being saved from exactly? I think of images of firefighters and other first responders saving people from the fire or the cliff or whatever the danger is, and it makes me wonder, what danger are we in? As Jesus talks to Nicodemus about being saved, Jesus talks about these shadows and this light, and Jesus talks about evil and guilt. When Jesus talks about what people are being saved from, Jesus talks about people being saved from themselves their own judgment and guilt, their own choices that cause harm to themselves and others, their own shadows of brokenness and pain, what are we being saved from? Ourselves. When we feel alone and think we don't deserve love, when we judge others harshly and judge ourselves even harsher, when we let the guilt of our actions weigh us down and keep us from trying to change or do better, our own judgment and guilt, our own choices that cause harm, our own shadows of brokenness and pain, that's our danger. That's the cliff we're being pulled off of. That's the fire we're being carried out of. It's ourselves. It's our brokenness, our pain, our sin, and our shadows. It's our fear that God couldn't love us, that we're too messed up. It's the worry that we didn't make the right choices, we didn't say the right things to be deserving of grace. It's the pain when we wonder if we really can change, if we can receive mercy, if we can be the people God wants us to be. And in our brokenness, in our pain, in our sin, in our shadows, God gives this love and grace and mercy to us anyway. For God loved the world so much that God gave God's only Son, Jesus. Jesus takes our shadows and our brokenness to the cross, and Jesus rises from the dead to bring us to the light, to shine in our lives, to save us from ourselves. The Holy Spirit pours out upon us and gives us this gift of faith, a gift to trust the words being told to us, to trust that you have been saved by God's grace. You, each and every single one of you, have been saved by God's grace. And this saving is a gift, a gift from God, a gift of love, a gift of mercy, a gift of new life in Jesus. 
a gift we are meant to share. That third thing that comes to my mind when I think of the word saved, I see an image of a piggy bank. I think of saving up, of saving for something, and I wonder, what is God saving us for? Our readings today tell us that we are being saved for eternal life, new life, and relationship with Jesus. And as the writer of Ephesians said, God made us new people so that we could do good works. So that we would do good in the world that God so loves. So that we can be God's hands and feet, serving those in need and sharing this love and mercy in our community and in our world. The love and mercy of the one who really should be the first thing we think of when we hear the word saved. The son who God sends as a gift to this world, to save this world, to bring each and every one of us new life. A life of love, a life of mercy, of shining light to the shadows of our lives and our world. A life saved by grace and grace alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.